All right, here we are, Leo Flowers, and this is uh, the Before You Kill Yourself podcast. And I, and so I just want to address right off the top that um, I understand that talking about uh, suicide and killing yourself can be a trigger for a lot of people. Um, however, with that said, also recognize that by us not talking about it, not talking about the fact that uh, suicide numbers are escalating, are shooting through the roof, especially in um, white males, um, uh, middle class males. Uh, they're, they're going down in some respects, but I think across the board, uh, the numbers are going up. So we need to talk about it. And, and it's interesting to me that the things that we don't talk about are the things that uh, persist and uh, are also the things that um, uh, that are plaguing us. So um, hopefully this is a uh, great outlet for you guys. And we're not just going to be talking about uh, suicide or killing yourself. It's also about to do like, you know, how do we live? How do, I mean, that's that's really the question is like, how do we live? How do we take care of ourselves? Uh, but on today's episode, um, we're going to keep it to the basics. We uh, These first few uh, podcasts, um, I really want these to be like uh, kind of like a, a, a tool belt where you're getting the basics in terms of uh, suicide prevention, what are your options, how to handle your feelings, um, the uh, what are the resources, uh, it, just the basics of taking care of yourself. And and so on today's podcast, we're going to talk about uh, the warning signs. We're going to talk about the risk factors. We're going to talk about how to help someone if you think someone is uh, suicidal. Uh, we're going to go into substance abuse a little bit. And also, I called the suicide hotline number. Um, I've never done that before. I've in the past uh, have thought about calling it. And the reason why I called um, and I, I'll talk about what happened when I did call uh, later. Obviously, it worked out. I'm, I'm still podcasting. Um, but I called because I had a realization that when you are spiraling down, when you are down in the dumps, um, the last thing you want to do is pick up the phone. The last thing you want to do is pick up the phone and talk to someone you've never talked to. And and I was like, that's why it's been so hard in the past. I was like, here's a number. It's free. It's an 800 number. Um, why is it so challenging and so difficult for me that when I'm in my low of lows to call this number? Right. And I was just like, oh, I've I've never done it before. The first time you do anything is tough. The first time you ride a bike, the first your first day of school, the the, the first time uh, you have intercourse. Are we saying intercourse? Really? We couldn't just say sex. Are you kidding me? Um, a coitus. But the first time you do, you know, the first time you 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 barbecue. That I mean, if I know the first time I barbecued, I burnt up a couple of things. But um, but, you know, so the first time you call a one eight hundred number and 
and you have no idea what to expect. You don't know what that person's going to say on the other end. You don't know if it's going to be helpful. Uh, you don't know if it's going to hurt more. You, you have no idea. How long is it going to take? <laughs> like even even in your low of lows, you're like, is this is this gonna is this gonna take all day? I mean, it, you know, I just only got a couple minutes. <laughs> so, um, so I called, and not when I was in my low of lows, but when I was in my high of highs, you know, because that's when I really wanted to talk. And now that I know that, um, I have that as an outlet. Hold on, I think I need to turn this down a little bit. Now that I know that um, I have that as an outlet, I feel armed. I feel ready. I feel like uh, when I when I am in my low of lows, that uh, there's a number I can call, that there's someone I can reach out to, and that and that feels empowering, extremely empowering. So, um, like I said, later on, I'm gonna talk about what that was like if you've never called it and you thought about calling it um uh, uh I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you everything from uh beginning to end e- even like how long it took before they picked up and how long the conversation was uh but before that like i said i just want to check in with you guys i hope you're doing well um i had a a green smoothie just now I had uh with spinach and serrano chili peppers and for a little kick I like a little kick in my food and uh, or on my smoothie and with flax seeds water an apple a banana and a beet powder so I blended all that together because you know part of uh taking care of yourself you know a lot of us like we always think about weight and uh and cal- but we have to think about our brain and what's good for our brain so that we can think clearly and stay aware and be present uh so we can handle our emotions better and because you know sometimes you know foods can if you eat the wrong types of foods that can bring you to your low of lows so uh try to get that Try to get all that fiber in and, um, you know, spinach is really good for your brain and as is an apple and serrano chilies is good for the blood flow as are uh, beets, even though I use uh, beet powder. But if you get some beets, you got to get your beets in every day. It makes you feel uh, really vascular, helps the blood flow um, and, uh, and, you know, keep the blood circulating when we eat, when we eat foods that are kind of heavy and fattening, they slow things down. So then I kind of, I feel like then that slows down our thoughts and it slows down our energy. And then that just compounds, uh, our low of lows. Right. And not to say that I don't have fried foods or, uh, I really don't have fried foods. I have a sweet tooth. I have a huge sweet tooth, but I only have, uh, two cavities. I'm 42. I think that's good. I think, uh, you know, a, a cavity for, uh, you know, every 20 years, if I get a cavity every 20 years, I'm, I'm good. I think I'm on a, I think I'm on the right track with that. So I want to talk to you. Like I said, today, um, we're going to do, uh, we're going to talk about suicide. Uh, what are the warning signs? What are the factors? Um, and then how to help. So let's go into the warning signs of, uh, of suicide. Um, well, number one, uh, if you feel uh, worthless 
like a failure, if you feel feelings of shame, um, that those those feelings right there, like because I've had those like you do something and you, you just feel like you're not good enough. And that's a horrible, horrible feeling. And the way I combat that is I take note of things that I'm grateful for. The gratitude is a huge uh, emotional uh, alleviator. Um, when you take, when you, even if it's for something small, like you're just grateful that you can see. You're grateful that you can breathe. I, I write down like four to five things that I'm grateful for uh, when I'm in my low of lows, um, when you feel like a failure. And then especially for those feelings of failure, you know, like you get that, like, cause I, you know, for some of you who know, like I also do stand up, and sometimes a set doesn't go well. And I have to ask myself, I say, you know, I sit myself down and I say, Leo, what worked and what didn't work? And that's the, and that's the thing. You have to ask yourself what work. You have to be objective. You know, if you talk to a girl and she shoots you down, you know, you're like, what worked, what didn't work? Uh, did high work or didn't it work? Did, you know, uh, introducing yourself work? Did, you know, doing like a, hey, how's the weather? Like you, you really... A lot of times we we judge ourselves instead of uh, 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 looking at the behavior, the behavior or the actions or, or what we did um, that that's that's separate. Right. Like what what did you do and then what can you do differently uh, next time? And sometimes you don't get a second chance, but that's fine. But, you, you know, to, to ask yourself, what did you learn from this lesson? And and to also question yourself, like the, when you feel worthless, when you feel like a failure, like are you uh, completely are you a complete failure? Like I remember in high school, like, you know, like I failed chemistry, but I was I was passing everything else. But if my if my esteem, if, if my sense of self was wrapped up in uh, my chemistry grade then I would have felt like a complete failure when I could have just you know but I looked at it like you know I really have I need more time I need more help in chemistry I need more assistance I need you know like I like I need to study longer read more come earlier stay later like what are those things that I can do to help improve my grade or just drop out, you know, out of chemistry or whatever, or, you know, pay the teacher a thousand dollars. That's not what I did. But, but the point is, is, um, don't be afraid of those feelings. Don't be afraid of them. Uh, they're there for a reason and it's an opportunity. Those feelings of, of worthlessness or failure or shame, those are opportunities for you to grow and, and we'll, we never get rid of those because as we grow, right, then we face more challenges because we're getting stronger Then we get more challenges. So if we figure out how to deal with the with the feelings now, then as we encounter more challenges, uh, we get stronger faster. Right. As we learn to recover better, uh, we get stronger faster. Um the other uh, warning signs of, uh, of suicide is uh, are um, avoiding friends. And I do that. Sometimes I isolate. I lock myself in, uh, close the blinds, 
don't return phone calls or emails or, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 post uh, or uh, message friends on uh, Facebook or social media, um, you know, get out there, you know, and if you if you people who say they don't have friends um, and, and that very well could be the case, maybe maybe you don't have friends or maybe you do have friends and the people who want to be your friends are kind of uh, shooing away. You know, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes like the girl who's like, you know, uh, I can't find a guy. There just aren't any guys out there. And it's like, you know, there are five guys she passed who were trying to talk to her. But because she's looking for this specific particular guy, she's not even giving these other guys uh, an opportunity. Um, So, you know, make, you know, I was at dinner with a friend the other day and he was like, I've never met a stranger. And I thought, and and that's just stuck in my head since then. Like I've never met a stranger. Like, and and what that means is, no matter who people are or how much money they make or what they do, you can find some common thread. There's something that you like, whether you're both uh, like the same sports teams, or you go to the same restaurants. Or you listen to the the, the like the same uh, artist or musician, but you are saying even same color, whatever. You both have parents. Like there's something that you and uh, Jennifer Lopez and uh, Barack Obama, right? Like there's something that uh, you have in common with them, and then that's your end. And because uh, people. We all want to connect. Um, uh, You know, people will allow you to or allow that moment to then grow into other moments. So, you know, uh, join a meetup group, start a group. You know, if if you're a person who's kind of shy or introvert um, and you can't find friends, uh, start projects. It's part of why I podcast. Okay, like I. I'm very, I'm not, I'm not shy, but, uh, I'm an introvert. I like to, I like to be, uh, by myself most of the time. Uh, and when I do talk to people, I love to have heavy, thoughtful conversations. I hate small talk. So by doing the podcast allows me to meet people and socialize without being social. Does that make sense? Like Steve Jobs was an introvert. And so he's not he wasn't a guy who liked to go out and party, but he built this company. So then people were drawn to him. And so he was, uh, you know, socializing without having to be social. So you'll you'll notice a lot of introverts operate like that. Like instead of going out and looking for the party, they kind of build this thing that forces people to come around them. Right. Um, And then they are interacting with people. And and then that becomes their social hub or their family or or their source of connection so create something build something start something uh whether it's a a a project or a company or an idea or a movement something that uh, pulls people together so so then that becomes your your tribe right we all want to be part of a tribe um the other warning sign is uh so, so far we've covered feelings of worthlessness, uh, avoiding friends, um, isolation, uh, or, or yeah, avoiding friends, um, 
and uh, risky behaviors. You see this a lot um, with people who are uh, uh, contemplating. They start to spend a lot of money. They start to drive faster than they should. Um, uh, you know, they have uh, they get very promiscuous. Um, those risky behaviors. So if you're, you know, those things that are just like where you kind of like today's my last day and I'm gonna I'm gonna party and do what I want. It's like today's not your last day. You got a lot more days, a lot more months, a lot more years, a lot more decades if if we do it right, if we plan it out right, you know. So uh, if you're exhibit, you know, just start if people are like giving things away, like that's a huge uh, warning sign. Right. So those risky behaviors, drinking a lot, substance abuse, um, uh, you know, we have to take care of ourselves. And and here's the way excuse me, to combat that, or I don't, I don't know if I like the word combat. I'll, I'll figure something else out. But if you find yourself engaging in uh, risky behaviors, the, the way to mitigate that is uh, to have a system in place. So for instance, there are times where I spend more money than I should. I, I get a little carried away. And, uh, and then I get a little broke. And so what I've done, because I don't like to manage my money. I don't like to, I don't like to do the whole checkbook thing. That's not my thing. Um, but what I do do is every month I have a certain amount of money pulled out of my account into another account, uh, so I can have a savings and, and that, that's other account is separate in my bank account. So like if I bank with Wells Fargo, uh, the money be pulled out of my Wells Fargo account into my Chase account, which that way I never see the money in my Chase account because I don't bank with Chase. I only bank at Wells Fargo, but I have my savings at Chase. That's just an example. Um, so that's a system that's in place that no matter what I do, I, I know that so much money will be taken out. And so I have to make sure at least that amount of money is there so I can continue to save. And so that's what I mean by having a system, something that you almost can't. I mean, of course, I can break and stop it or change the payments, which I have a couple of times because I, I did spend too much. But um, that's a system that I have in place to kind of mitigate my excessive spending, because sometimes I will spend and then not uh, have any money left. And that's not a good thing. Um, and you can do that with uh, food in a way, like sometimes, like if you're a person who every time you go out, you buy food, maybe you leave your, your money or your your check, uh, your credit cards at home when you go out or you just go out with so much cash, you know, to make sure that you don't spend more uh, than these X amount of dollars. But create systems, create uh, a, a, a way to kind of instead of thinking you have to stop doing what you're doing create a system that helps to manage what you're doing so that it doesn't get out of control, if that makes sense. And, you know, there's, and you can talk to people about this and you can find ways online and, uh, of like how to stop spending or, you know, whatever, or how to manage. I don't like the word stop, but how do we manage? Cause it's like, you can't stop these quote unquote negative emotions and you can't stop who you are, but we can manage it. So then 
is not destroying our lives and then we're not destroying ourselves. Right. Um, other warning signs, giving away possessions. Oh, man, this is, you know, and this goes back to kind of risky behavior, because if you're spending a lot of money, you're kind of just giving your money away. Right. Um, or if you're having a lot of sex, you're just giving your body away. So are you giving away things that are important to you? Or, or do you know someone who's giving away things that are important to them? Um, making out wills is another warning sign. Um, threatening or planning. You know, if they have a plan, oh, you know, that's, wow. If you have a plan, then you definitely need to be calling or talking to someone and not just waiting around to see if you follow through with it. If, if you've written down a plan, if you've thought of the plan, then definitely call somebody and just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm planning this thing. And um, and and they'll help you talk through it. You know, Tim Ferriss on Four Hour Work Week, he has a uh oh, my cell phone is going off. I like to uh, phone ringing in there and uh, there was some technical difficulties anyway. But uh, I want to get back to, um, you know, the warning signs. And, I, and we left off at talking about threatening uh, people who are threatening or planning suicide. And if you're, if you're threatening or planning suicide, which is a major warning sign, then definitely call someone, talk to someone, uh, you know, call the suicide prevention hotlines. There's so many. I. Um, I had people tell me that when they call, depending on what city you're in, that uh, it's hard to get through and nobody picks up. There are so many numbers that you can call. I would have at least five. And I'd imagine, especially on the weekend, when people are really, um, you know, when things can really go off the rails. You know, usually that's when breakups happen, a job loss. That's when that's when like people are going through like small or major transitions, but that's, that's when people are at their most vulnerable. That's when they uh, are feeling loneliness, loneliest because they're not at work, right? Uh, they're by themselves uh, for the weekend. So uh, have those numbers lined up, have people you can talk to, talk to, you know, uh, you know, people always talk to the bartender. You can talk to, I, sometimes I talk to uh, people who live on the streets, You'd be surprised at the amount of insight and um, information that they can give you. And you think because they live on the street that they don't know anything. But really, you're not even looking for the answer. You're just you're really looking to connect. That's what they're that's what it's about. You you know, when we feel lonely and in our low of lows, we we feel disconnected and and it and we and you realize it really doesn't matter who you talk to. It doesn't have to be a PhD or MFT or uh, a, a ABC. I don't ABC. What is that? But uh, but just to talk to whether it's your cashier, the post office, uh, the the postman. Uh, the, there's a guy who uh, is the building engineer here. Really cool guy, and he always has some funny encouraging words to say uh this is what people have like i'm a personal trainer also and you know part of the job is you know you want to make people not just feel physically better but mentally better 
and and people really want to talk um, while they're getting the workout. You know, they really want to connect and they and they really want to share. So uh, if if you or someone, you know, is planning uh, suicide, uh, definitely call someone. Don't don't call them, uh, you know, when you're already feeling like you're at rock. Call them now. Call them when you feel good. Call them when you have energy. Don't think that it won't come back because it will. That's the thing. I think that's I think that is the thing that catches a lot of people off guard um, and, and is that they feel low. They feel bad. They feel, uh, you know, shame or worthless. And then when they come out of it and they feel better, they think, oh, I'm good. I'm healed. No. Your this is your cycle. You're cycling. Just like how women have uh, you know, their monthly cycle. Uh, we all have our own cycles. Like I have a daily cycle of like where I'm really sharp in the morning. I'm I'm really alert. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm ready to conquer the world. And then by the end of the day, I'm like, oh, like <laughs> I have no energy, no willpower. I'm in trouble. Bringing a plan in. I, I'm good with the takeoff. I could, I could, I could take off real smooth all day, get it to cruising altitude. When we talk about landing this plane in the evening, I, I really have to have my guard up, wheels down, and and um, <laughs> and put my seatbelt on. Um, and a lot of people are like that. A lot of people they, they eat a healthy breakfast and a lunch, and they drink a lot of water through the day, and they're doing all the things they should be doing. And then by the end of work, once they've driven through, uh, you know, a little rush hour traffic and the boss yelled at them and maybe that check isn't what they thought it was going to be. And their spouse is saying this and that, uh, you know, then we, we start to, uh, entertain our, our lower selves. So if you have a plan, make the phone call. Um, and then the last thing in terms of uh, warning signs uh, for suicide, um, and, you know, and this is with the uh, with the invention of uh, social media. If you're sending out like uh, despairing text or posts, you know, a lot of people post um, cries for help on Facebook and social media, um, you know, and. And sometimes it comes off as, uh, you know, sad and, and tearful. Uh, sometimes it comes out as anger. But they're, they're both, to me, cries for help. Um, and so if you, if you have a friend who is posting, you know, I'm just really going through it right now or send prayers and, you know, pick up the phone call. Don't just 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 don't post back on their wall um, or message them back. Pick up the phone, give them a call, let them know that. Uh, speaking of which, my friend's dad just passed away today, so I have to, I have to give him a call. Um, and and that's how you really connect with them, and and then they in turn will do the same for you. I mean, it's, it's not about a tit for tat kind of thing, but um, but if you're posting, you know, the, your manifesto, then you know, talk to someone. Really talk to someone, and uh, and you know, and listen to all these podcasts, and uh, hopefully, this podcast will uh, bring you out of there. Um, what are the risk factors for suicide? Uh, there are four 
one is, the, you know, the obvious attempted suicide. So if you have a, a history of um, uh, attempting suicide, that increases it by uh, tenfold. Um, if you've lost a loved one. And then when we say lost a loved one, it doesn't just have to be um, a spouse or uh, a girlfriend or a job. It could even mean uh, you lost a, a job that you've had for 10, 20 years. Um, you, uh, uh, you've lost, uh, maybe, um, uh, you had some health issue. Like, you know, I, I hurt my neck a couple years ago, uh, well, a lot of years ago, and it's still kind of jacked up. I had to have uh, neck surgery, uh, a spinal fusion actually. And there, as a result, there are things that I can't do physically. And so I went through a depression. I really, it really, you know, there were some tearful nights because of, uh, I mean, if you looked at me, you wouldn't know anything was, was going on internally, but uh, I have like a lot of numbness on my left side. So I feel like I lost uh, a part of me because part of my identity is being physical. You know, I like I said, I'm a personal trainer. I play college football. And so uh, when I had to have that spinal fusion as a result of uh, football, I felt like, I, you know, like a part of me died. And uh, so that was a huge loss for me. But I've since then, you know, like I said, but like I said, it also presented an opportunity for me to then say, OK, if I can't do A, B and C, what can I do? And so, I, you know, I got into yoga and Pilates and swimming, and uh, I'm just finding other ways of moving my body and uh, strengthening my body. And, uh, you know, now I want to get to 100. So you, it, it, a door closed, but another door opened that I didn't even consider. And uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more excited now by the opportunities uh, ahead of me than if I had stayed down that, you know, that path of I was just going to the gym. I was just that guy walking in, just picking up stuff and throwing it down, you know. And now, you know, I'm, I'm really more uh, thoughtful and intentional, in which I'll talk more in, uh, in, in future uh, podcast episodes about, like, what I do in terms of training and, and movement. Uh, another risk factor is, like I said, loss of job, marriage, housing, those types of things. That's why, you know, the midlife crisis, you know, I'm 42 and there was a period where, um, not too long ago, I think I was crying every other day for no reason, just tears, just streaming down my face. And I really thought like I was at, I'd hit rock bottom. I was like, I thought I was like super depressed and maybe this was, um, like, I was like, maybe this is it. This is the end for Leo Flowers. And then I said, you know what, if I'm going through this, that means other other people had to have gone through this also. Like, I'm a human. This has to be a human thing. And so I called up some of my buddies who are uh, same age. And I was like, yo, man, I've been crying like every other day for no reason. When things are good, I'm crying. When things are bad, I'm crying. When there's just when there's no reason, I'm just crying. And they go, yeah, man, that, that same thing. Like, expect that to go on for like three to six months. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I felt better. I immediately felt better knowing that this was just part of 
you know, being in, in my early forties of that, that transition, uh, you know, and, you know, it's just part of the cycle. And then, you, you know, it's kind of like, I could imagine like a girl who, uh, was on a period and didn't know other girls got their period and, you know, nobody ever talked to her and it just like happened out of nowhere. And, you know, how isolating and lonely that feels. It's the same thing. It's like, we, we go through these emotions thinking, and I know that was kind of a very bloody visual, but um, anyway. Um, but we go through these things in life and thinking we're the only ones who are experiencing this or feeling this way. And so then we never reach out. We never ask for help. And that's the exact opposite thing that we should be doing. I'm adjusting the mic right now in case uh, you hear something weird in the background. Um, so then the last uh, risk factor is uh, increased alcohol or drug use or eating. You know, if you start eating a lot, uh, you know, drinking a lot, doing more drugs than usual, uh, you know, you're just up in your risk factor. And and it's, it's good to be aware of what the risk factors are. So then you can go, oh, I'm kind of spiraling down, you know, which the beauty of it, the, you know, we always talk about spiraling out of control or spiraling down. But that also means, boys and girls, da -da 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 -da, we can also spiral up. Yes, we can spiral up. Just same way we can gain momentum in terms of going out of control and drinking and doing drugs and, and eating and, and sexing and, and whatever. We can also spiral up in terms of meditating, exercising, journaling, creating, connecting, all those things that help us spiral up where, you know, like today, man, I'm just I just been spiraling up the whole day. I'm just I feel like I'm really on fire, like I'm really present. I feel really connected. Uh, but that's today. Uh, and I should say not even say that's right now. Because, as you know, with, with emotions, uh, five minutes from now, an hour from now, I could feel ex completely exhausted, drained, uh, like I'm just ready to ready to land this plane. Um, so, you know, and so not to fall in love with your emotions and not to think that, you know, however you feel right now is always going to be there. Right. Um, but we have to watch out for those uh, for those four uh, risk factors now. How do we help? How do you help someone who, um, or you know, uh, you, you think might be suicidal? Because this is important, right? Let me see where we are. Okay. Um, one is you want to empathize, meaning that uh, you really want to talk to them, see how they're doing. Um, uh, you you don't want to. I guess when I think of empathy, I think of you're just repeating back what they're saying and saying you understand that like that to me, like that's the big key of, of empathizing is un really under saying like, I understand why you feel the way you do. And you don't have to agree. It's not about agreeing. Right. It's about just saying I understand why you feel the way you do. Um I understand why you feel upset. I understand why you feel depressed or lonely. I understand why you feel disconnected. 
I understand why you feel frustrated. And you can even talk to yourself the same way. This isn't just about like talking to other people, but you can even when you have those feelings, you can say to you, you know, I can I say to myself, Leo, I understand why you feel a little anxious. Like you didn't sleep a lot last night. Um, you haven't you didn't you, you know, the, you didn't have the best breakfast you had maybe too many carbs or simple carbs in your because, you know, too much sugar can make you a little anxious, can actually, you know, cause a crash and make you feel a little low. So, you know, I can I can objectively look at things that I've done um, and it, to kind of point out why I might be feeling the way I do. I know in AA they call it halt. Uh, you know, if you're you know, if you're in your low of lows, you ask yourself, are you? hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, right? But then there is one, I, I forget her name. There was a doctor I saw on Dr. Oz. She calls it flabs. And this is for people with food addiction. And uh, it is, are you frustrated, lonely, angry, bored, or sleepy? And I mean, and both of those work for me. Um, and you know, so just using an acronym, using whatever works to kind of help you get back to cruising altitude. Right. Um, so like I said, uh, if you want to help empathize, really try to understand, not just say you understand, but really, uh, peel back in, in the layers of what could be contributing to how you're feeling right now. Right. And, and really being objective. Um, and the other thing is uh, accept your feelings. I think a lot of times we don't accept our feelings. We feel a certain way. We go, I feel this. Well, you know, we recognize we feel one way, but we think we should feel something else. And so then that causes resistance. I, sh- I should feel really happy about this or I should feel really sad. And, you know, if you don't, that's OK. When my dad passed away, you know, I didn't cry and I, I wasn't particularly sad. But I tell you what, a year later, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And um, and, and so eventually it, it just all surfaced. Uh, but, you know, I just accepted those feelings. Sometimes, you know, even um, when you uh, when you achieve something major that you've been working towards your whole life, we often think that we're going to feel amazing and great and uh, it's going to be the best feeling in the world. And for most of the times, I don't even feel that. I feel relieved. I don't even feel accomplished or like, I don't feel necessarily happy. I just go, oh man, that's over. Thank God, you know? Um, and so just to accept those feelings and, and I recognize that like I had, I was happier during the journey, um, and the process than I wasn't actually, you know, getting to the top, you know? Um, because that's, you know, the journey is where the fun is. That's where those stories are. That's, that's where the excitement is. Right. Um, and so if you feel sad or lonely, don't, don't try to cheer yourself up or cheer the other person up. Just kind of accept that. Like, oh, I'm just kind of, you know what I say to people when I feel a little down, because I know in a lot of societies, uh, you know, people never want to say that they feel down or they feel bad or whatever. I always say, I feel off. I just go, hey, and they go, hey, Leo, how you feeling? I feel a little off, but, uh, you know, I, I get back. I get back. And to me, like, you know, that's not necessarily like um, 
and so that that way, because sometimes people don't want to say that they feel bad because they feel like it's a sign of weakness or vulnerability or people want to be around them. But if you say you're off, people get that like, oh, I'm just a little off. If, if you didn't get enough sleep, you feel a little off. If you if you didn't eat, you know, the uh, the right way, you feel a little off if you don't work out or whatever it is. There's so many reasons um, a meeting or phone call went a little longer and you thought you got lost. There's so many reasons to feel off that, you know, like that's a more socially uh, acceptable way of uh, of talking about it. Right. Uh, what else is there? So uh, we're talking about how to help take your thoughts seriously. Like don't a lot of us, we go, oh, that's just a thought. That's just a fleeting thought. You know, we have these sometimes these negative thoughts. So but take them seriously, like, you know, write them down. I think that's a really good, uh, if there's anything I say to take away from this, is really write down those uh, negative thoughts that pop in your brain. Um, write, write them all down. I, I, you know, I'm fat, I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm that. Write them all down, right? And, and then when you, and then just put it away. And then wait till the next day, go back through them. And then just kind of address them, address each one. Like, are these really true or what or or like what? which one of these are manageable? What can I do about these? How can I what are some solutions? Like, how, how can I get solution focused? You know, if you're really fat, is it just is it that you're really fat or is that, you know, maybe you're eating a little too much after eight or, you know, maybe you need to be more consistent with going to the uh, going to the gym or uh, drink, you just need to drink more water. Like, what is it? Like, what's really going on? Is it you're not getting enough sleep? Um, just so don't. Yeah. So just take a day or not a day, but just take a few minutes. You know, when you when you feel yourself having those uh, negative thoughts or t- starting a spiral and just write those down. And then the next day or a few days later, look at that list, you know, and then say, all right, how can I address some of these these things so that uh the voice isn't so loud in my head because you can't get rid of that voice you have to you have to it's you know it's it's all about like they say face your fears but really it's about facing your thoughts facing your emotions so that um you know it's just like i so i worry about money sometimes and so when i have that thought about money i I, you know, I, I look through my uh, checking account and see where am I spending too much or spending too little or not investing? Like, what's the money worry? Is it that I'm spending too much? I'm not making enough uh, or that I need to invest in more things sometimes? You know, like you really have to get like what what specifically am I worried about? And then we didn't really look at it to see. Like, how big a deal should I make about this? Like, I, I'm having um, I was having chest pains, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to die from a heart attack. Like, you immediately go to the worst-case scenario. And then it just turns out it wasn't, like, anything to do with my heart. It was just uh, my uh, – I was doing these chest exercises that were causing <laughs> some chest pains, some chest uh, spasms and stuff. So I'm fine, right? But, you know, really get to the heart of why you're thinking the way you think, uh, because there's some uh, there's some validity in there. Right. Um, Another way to help people is. um, uh, Remove if somebody has a plan um, 
ask them what their plan is. You know, if somebody's talking about suicide ideation or if you're thinking about it, I guess, and this goes, and we talked about this already earlier. It's like, what's, what, what, what is the plan? What is your, what specifically are you going to do? And then from there, you can kind of tease out how close they are to, uh, to committing this. Like if they have a, a, a they pull out like a 20 page packet of A, B, and C, you're like, oh man. Or it could be something as simple as, you know, the, you know, jumping off the bridge. And, and so to, to then put a plan in place for when you have these feelings to do that, like here is your, just like, what's the drill? Like when a fire alarm goes off, all right, we all know what to do, right? If you, you know, you stop, drop and roll. If you're on fire um, in school, they ran like tornado drills and earthquake drills. Like what's your suicide drill, right? When you, when you have those feelings, what are like the three things uh, you're going to, you know, call, talk, cry or, or whatever it is, but come up with like a three, three quick, simple things that you'll just go boom, boom, boom. And that's something that, you know, you will have access to and be able to do every time. It can be, you know, stretch like for me, like when I feel bad, I just like I stretch, breathe and uh, meditate. You know, that's not what I use every time. But, you know, just as an example of like. Come up with three things that you can just boom, boom, boom to kind of get you back to level. Right. So I want to talk about uh, because this is going much longer than I anticipated. I really am enjoying talking to you guys. But um, I want to talk about I call the suicide hotline and I did it, like I said, when I felt great and it was amazing. It was the best um thing that I had ever done and I'm just gonna go I got my notes in front of me and uh which I forget which one I called but I live here in Los Angeles and uh it took a minute and 30 seconds before someone picked up which you know to me wasn't a big deal but I just really wanted to know like how long will it like is it an immediate pickup but I also called in the middle of the day right so like I call like a Tuesday afternoon whatever the eighth was uh, August 8th. I called on August 8th. That's when I called. Um, and then the, you know, and the guy says, hello. And that's all he says. And he, and I could tell like he waits to see what you say. So he knows exactly how to respond and like what level of crisis this is. So he just goes, hello, suicide hotline. And then he just waits. Or he says, hello, this is Brandon suicide hotline. And then he just waited. And then, um, I started talking and he said, um, and then the next thing he was like, you know, on a rate of one to five, with five being like completely suicidal, um, where where do you rate uh, on a spectrum? And I said two, right? And so then he was like, you know, what's your name, age, zip code, gender, uh, race, and uh, military background, right? And then he asked, have you ever attempted I said, uh, you know, I gave him my name. I gave all that stuff. And I said, no. He said, um, and I said, <laughs> what's interesting is I've never attempted because I feel like when I do, when I do, and when I am in my low of lows, I go, I don't deserve to kill myself. Like, I haven't done enough with my life yet. Like, I could, I could see, like, uh, like, if I had, like, landed on the moon, cured cancer, you know, toured around the world, uh, 
uh, you know, baked a, a, a souffle, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, I could kill myself now. But I haven't done any of those things. Uh, and not to say that any of those are on my bucket list. But my point is, is just like, I'm just like, I got too much stuff that I, I haven't done and not enough not enough stuff that I have done to to warrant, like, if I kill myself, people are like, why do you, what? I, I don't get it. Um, but that's just my thinking, right? That's kind of me, like, not... I guess, validating, uh, my feelings. Um, and then we talked about, uh, football and Nick Saban. And I have to say just overall, I felt we talked on the phone for 33 minutes and I felt connected. I felt validated. I felt heard. I felt like he was really listening and that he really cared and that, um, it wasn't like a, a pandering or it'll be okay. Things will work out. It wasn't any of that. Like it really, like they really are schooled in the art of uh, listening. And then, um, uh, so some takeaways from the the conversation is he said, there's no recipe for suicide. Like people commit it for different reasons. That's one thing. Two, uh, usually there's a long history of suicidal ideation. Three, uh, depression eats away until you lose hope uh, and it spirals and it becomes unmanageable. Um, and and I just want to talk to that for a second. It, it, it's so if you are feeling depressed, there are aspects of it that are manageable. So and we'll get into that in other podcasts, but. Um, but just know that, just know that it's about management, right? Not getting rid of, um, he said the suicidal thoughts don't happen in a flash is usually a buildup of small things over a long time. Um, it sounds to me what he kept repeating back to me. And I really liked this. He goes, what I'm hearing from you, or he was saying things like it sounds to me. And I was like, those are really good active listening techniques. So if you're talking to someone or trying to like really listen to someone and, and take it in, I really like that. He can, like what I'm hearing from you is, or it sounds to me like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I mean, he's really dialed in. Um, and uh, to wrap it up. And then at the very end of it, when I was like, man, I feel great. He said, um, all right, on a scale of one to five, he asked me the same question again. He's like, where do you feel in terms of, um, of suicidal, uh, I, I like how strongly suicidal do you feel? Uh, and I said, I'm at a one. He was like, all right, cool. Boom. Psh, psh. And then, uh, we hung up. So call the number. I posted this story, uh, on Facebook about me calling, uh, the hotline just to see, because here's my whole thing. Here's the other, here's the other reason why I call this number. A lot of times when people commit suicide, they um, are like a celebrity commits suicide. People will then, you know, get on Facebook and social media and post suicide hotline numbers. And I'm like, how do you know that that works, that it's effective if you've never called? I'm sure some of the people who post have called, but I'm sure most people who post the numbers have never called. And, and so that's why I've never posted the number, because I was like, I don't know if that works or if it's effective or if it make you know. Um, so that was also part of the reason why I called, um, just to see like, 
you know, just so I when I do refer the number, I, I can do it with confidence. And granted, I know you don't get the same person every time, but um, I, I but just to know that they're all trained the same way, I would assume it's going to be a similar experience uh, overall. And it, it was a great experience. And a lot of people responded like I had 17 shares and I've posted a lot of things on Facebook before. Uh, and this is the most uh, that um uh, this is the this is the post that's been shared the most. And I've posted a lot of things. I've gotten a lot of likes and a lot of comments. But it says something that this the fact that it has been shared 17 times. And like I said, I only have 5000 friends um, tells me that whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're going through is not you're, you're not alone. There are a lot of people that are feeling what you feel or thinking the way you think. Um, and, and so if the more we talk about it, the more we can find those people and connect with those people. And then we don't feel alone and we build our own little tribe. I just want to read you, uh, some of the comments. Uh, we're going to end with this. I'm going to read you some of the comments that people posted on my Facebook, uh, just so you, you know, the power of it. Um, like I said, I posted that story and, and um, people wrote, duh, 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 duh. oh, no, that is not even it. OK. Um, knowledge is power. Thank you. What an excellent idea. Uh, I called a few months ago. I don't have ideation, but I have times where I can't cope with similar things that become larger things. And this time I really just needed someone to make me feel like. I had another option. I was diagnosed with complex PTSD and it has changed my entire worldview. I, I no longer feel like I need a way out because I understand that my wires just need recrossing. Um, another post was a great post. Uh, my cousin posted, thank you for sharing this cuz we all need to do our part in taking away the stigma and shame from admitting and seeking help for our mental health as much or more than, uh, we seek help for our physical health. Um, a lot of buddies sent me some thumbs up. Uh, you are. This is so awesome. Thank you for sharing. What a great approach to this topic. And, and like I said, I'm reading these not to say, oh, you know, like, oh, look how cool I am. Um, but to say that a lot of people uh, read it, enjoyed it, and, um, and it, it's and you're not alone. And it because I very easily could have posted something like this and nobody responded and been like, oh, man, he must be going through something. But um, the likes and the comments and the shares, it lets me know that, um, you know, we, we all got a thing we're going through. So thank you guys for tuning in to uh, Before You Kill Yourself podcast. And so before you kill yourself, you know, did you did you did you journal today? You know, did you exercise? Did you read? Did you read something empowering? Did you did you meditate? Did you take a few uh, inhales or exhales? Uh, did you do some self-talk? Did you socialize? Did you uh, did you do the dishes? You know, uh, it sounds like a simple thing. It sounds like a ridiculous thing. But maybe that buys you just enough time to uh to get you out of that funk did you call your mom your dad did you talk to a stranger you know 
Did you do something new? Did you do something that kind of uh, kind of scares you in a, in a good way? Uh, did you ask that girl out? Did you ask for 10 times more? You know, uh, did you write a gratitude list? So go through those things, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning in. Um, please uh, comment. Please share. Um, I love you all and peace.